Coming up on Stu Does America, New York City takes the next step in the vaccine mandate showdown, and I'm forced to wonder why anyone still lives there. My Chris Cuomo is worse merch has never been more appropriate, and you can still get an insane 20% off all my stuff at stewdoesmerch.com with the code STU20. What the heck are you waiting for? I mean, it's a Chris Cuomo fire sale. Go there now. And speaking of our good pal, Mr. Cuomo, his career implosion now has some interesting legal implications to it as well. I'll explore the depths of his awfulness as we do the fall of Fredo. Stu does America. What a sad day it is. I know. I bet you are feeling the same sort of pain that I am right now as the fall of Fredo has brought brought home some real realities. Mainly, I don't know how we do the show anymore. Everyone we talk about gets fired. What are we supposed to do here? Every single time we bring somebody's name up, weeks later, they're without a job. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a terrible thing for the economy. Uh, I think we are hurting the economy. Job losses are going out the window. We're in, we're causing real trouble here, guys. Um, but thank you for being a part of that each and every day. Um, now, I will say this. We are at a little bit of uh, an interesting moment in the, uh, the, the, uh, the Cuomo saga here, as we've been covering this for so long. And, you know, this happens over the weekend, and I swear they do these things over the weekend just so we're not here to talk about them. But we won't let that stop us. Uh, the Cuomo thing happens, and, you know, part of it is it does feel like a relief, a relief on society that maybe there's still some, some level of logic, some level of accountability left in our society. Just a tad. I mean, I'm not asking for a lot, just a little dash. There's a little dash of salt on the top of the recipe. A little doubt dash of economy or excuse me, accountability would be something that is at least needed. And it's nice to know that it still kind of exists. But that's not the way that this stuff winds up falling a lot of times. Let me take you through what happened over the weekend. Uh, CNN uh, fired Chris Cuomo, if you didn't know that because of all of his nonsense. And here's what their statement read when they did it. Statement from CNN. Chris Cuomo was suspended earlier this week pending further evaluation of new information that came to light about his involvement with his brother's defense. We retained a respected law firm to conduct the review and have terminated him effective immediately. While in the process of that review, additional information has come to light. Despite the termination, we will investigate as appropriate. Now, obviously, Chris Cuomo... Uh, wasn't just going to go without saying anything. He had to respond to this. Remember, he's still got a show on Sirius XM, apparently. We learned this like last week, but he has a show on Sirius XM, a radio show. So he uh, immediately responds this way. He says, this is not how I wanted my time at CNN to end, but I've already told you why and how I helped my brother. So let me now say, as disappointing as this is, I could not be more proud of the team at Cuomo Primetime and the work we did as CNN's number one show in the most competitive time slot. Hmm. I owe them all and will miss that group of special people who did really important work. Now, it's important to rewind a little bit through this saga to remember what happened as Andrew Cuomo fell. As the fall of Andrew Cuomo occurred, the main thing the Cuomo family did was try to plant information to keep Chris Cuomo's job. And the way they did that was to leak to every publication that would listen. Immediately, as Cuomo announced his resignation, 
they put in these little comments, and we, we talked about this at the time, that said, hey, you know who was really key in holding Andrew Cuomo accountable and, and having him resign when he did? Chris Cuomo. Chris was on the right side of this the whole time, guys. He was telling uh, he was telling Andrew it was time for him to step down. And we just, wow, what a great guy this Chris Cuomo is. They lost the top level Cuomo and they were like, well, what can we do with Fredo? Can we keep him? How do we do that? Well, they go to the media and get them to plant this story that Chris Cuomo was begging him to resign. I never believed it for a freaking second. But that is what they tried to uh, tell us was going on. Well, it didn't work because the real information wound up coming out about what he was doing behind the scenes. Um, Now, a big story comes out in The New York Times, and it's interesting because you have this initial Cuomo uh, news dump where we find out that Cuomo was uh, trying to get information on the women who were accusing uh, his brother. We find out that he lied to his viewers over and over again, lied to CNN. So we thought that was the focus of this investigation. In the story, however, from the New York Times, we get this. On Wednesday, Deborah S. Katz, a prominent employment lawyer, informed CNN of a client with an allegation of sexual misconduct against Chris Cuomo. Ms. Katz uh, uh, gave a statement on the matter, and this is a prominent uh, lawyer who has been involved in a bunch of these sort of situations. It's a lengthy statement, but let me give it to you. In the wake of public sexual harassment allegations against former Governor Andrew Cuomo, Chris Cuomo looked directly into the camera and told viewers of Cuomo primetime if there were any. I've always cared very deeply about these issues, and profoundly so. I just wanted to tell you that. Subsequently, the attorney general released jaw-dropping documentary evidence demonstrating that Chris Cuomo played an active role in attempting to smear women whom the attorney general concluded had made serious allegations of sexual harassment and sexual misconduct against the governor. Hearing the hypocrisy of Chris Cuomo's on-air words and disgusted by his efforts to try to discredit these women, my client retained counsel to report his serious sexual misconduct uh, against her to CNN. On Wednesday, December 1st, 2021, I contacted CNN to report my client's allegations of misconduct against Chris Cuomo. By Friday, I was in discussions with CNN about providing documentary evidence of my client's allegations and making my client available for an interview with CNN's outside counsel. Last night, CNN acted promptly on my client's complaint and fired Mr. Cuomo. My client came forward at this time because she felt in sharing her story and related documentation, she could help protect other women. She will continue to cooperate with CNN's investigation into her allegations. Given the nature of her allegations, she wishes to remain anonymous, and we ask that you respect this decision. Now, as that's going on, you kind of realize the spot CNN is in. They launched this investigation, and look, they knew about all of this, I think, behind the scenes. Not the necessarily the new allegation, but they knew about how much help he had given his brother. Maybe they didn't know all the specifics, but it was one of those things when, they, when it came, became public, it was impossible for them to ignore. So they're going through an investigation. I think they're putting their finger in their mouth and holding it up to the sky and seeing which way the wind is blowing. They're going to watch and monitor where this is going. Well, then they get a, uh, what they are calling a credible allegation of sexual uh, misconduct. And are they really going to go through another investigation on this to save this guy? I mean, they've saved him so many times over and over and over again. CNN has gone to bat for this talentless dolt that nobody watches. And it's impossible to understand why they do it. I don't understand it at all. He's never been good at what he does. And 
why you'd go to these incredible lengths to protect this person who obviously has compromised your product, I don't know. But they did it over and over and over again, finally hit a wall with a new allegation because they just didn't think they could make it through it this time. The lawyer uh, that I mentioned, Katz, uh, is saying that her client just hit the wall when she saw uh, Chris Cuomo's hypocrisy over and over and over again. Um, and Cuomo is pushing back against this. Cuomo was denying these allegations. Through a spokesman, Chris Cuomo said the charges were untrue. If the goal in making these false and unvetted accusations was to see Mr. Cuomo punished by CNN, that may explain his unwarranted termination. Uh, Katz also tied the firing to the accusations, saying in a statement that CNN acted promptly on my client's complaint and fired Mr. Cuomo. This is going to get ugly, man. They're going back and forth like crazy. CNN is now completely flip-flopped from excusing everything this guy does to now taking the worst possible uh, uh, belief uh, and just believing an accusation without going through an investigation. I mean, there's no principle behind this. And I think that's the most disturbing part of it all. Um, Then we get the report. And I say this is a report. I I could have just fact-checked this myself because I am a subscriber and I have been a lifetime subscriber to SiriusXM from a long time ago. Got the lifetime subscription at the lowest cost they ever offered. How about them apples? Hmm? It's the best thing I've ever done with my life. The best investment I've ever made. Um, Also, we've been on on, on SiriusXM since it launched. So probably if I had any any pull at all, probably could have gotten a, a subscription for free. But... I got a good deal on it, so I'm happy. Chris Cuomo mysteriously is absent from his radio show on Sirius XM. Now, again, I had to take that from a report because I did not tune in. But afterwards, I was thinking, I wonder what he's going to say on his Sirius XM show. Well, he wasn't there. It was mysterious in the first reporting, and then we got a statement from Chris Cuomo. Here it is. The way my time ended at CNN was hard. While I have thick skin, I also have a family for whom the past week has been extraordinarily difficult. So... Right now, I have have to take a step back and focus on what comes next. That means I will no longer be doing my SiriusXM radio show. I am extremely grateful for the support I have received from SiriusXM throughout my time there. I also want to express uh, my sincere appreciation for my loyal listener. He actually put an S after that, but I think he meant one. I will miss our conversations a great deal, but I look forward to being back in touch with you all in the future. Now, Chris knows what this allegation is. It's likely pretty ugly. He does not want to be on the radio show having to answer for it every day. He doesn't want to have to talk about his firing every day. He's just going to take, he's going to take his time, and he's going to load up legally and go after CNN and everybody else, um, which is, is pretty, uh, pretty apparent in the way that they're reacting to each other. And it's been interesting to kind of see this back-and-forth flip-flopping as to how CNN has dealt with Cuomo. Uh, it's amazing because they were on the top of the world at one point. Uh, Brooke Baldwin, who is a host uh, on CNN, I don't, is she the one that left? I can't remember. I, I, I honestly don't know uh, exactly on Brooke Baldwin, but she did comment uh, on the CNN opening uh, there uh, and who should be put into the slot of the former uh, Fredo-hosted program of Cuomo Primetime. Here's what she had to say. I would like to see CNN put a woman in that 9 p.m. spot. Not me, I've moved on, but there are plenty of brilliant women they could choose from. You know, I've, I've interviewed so many women who successfully lead corporations and Congress, classrooms, activism spaces, Hollywood, music industry, 
Michelin star restaurants, and they all agree that you know the the way we truly change the game for us is to put more women, brown, black, white women, in positions of power. I used to talk about this stuff all the time and say, yes, because the number one way you want to make a decision is to look at someone's genitals and just figure out, hey, we got to get that type of genitals into that job. And I used to joke about it that way. Of course, now they tell us that the genitals don't even matter. How can you tell if it is a woman? How do we even know if Chris Cuomo wasn't one? Who knows? None of this stuff seems to make it. People keep bringing up these arguments. They've forgotten they've abandoned them already. You don't get to complain about men questioning women about abortion anymore because you're not allowed to care about gender or are we supposed to care only about gender i get this confused all the time i guess we're back to caring only about gender again um and we're going to wipe out half of the population who could hold a job without even interviewing them because that makes lots of sense but whatever i mean you want to put a woman in there i don't i certainly i mean you could put pick any women off any woman off the street and put them in that job and they do a better job than chris cuomo would i mean i think that's apparent I mean, really, you don't even have to know anything about the news. Chris didn't. I mean, just throw somebody in there. Who cares who it is? You're auto- you basically are automatically have a post-Cuomo bump. You know, I mean, we saw that with Anderson Cooper. He filled in. He like, put, put another 30% on the audience with, that, with it just by showing up. I mean, that's the Chris Cuomo legacy. Um, so Brian Stelter uh, had a bunch of, uh, to say on this. And this is, you know, it's pretty interesting here what's gone on with, with Stelter. I have Rob Eno coming up here in a little bit. I want to get into him, get into this with him a little bit because he follows the Stelter stuff pretty closely. But the Stelter commentary on this matter really is perplexing to someone who doesn't follow it that closely. Here's uh, a clip we played um, from Brian Stelter commenting on the future of Chris Cuomo. This is just from last week. Watch. I think what's going on here is it's a little bit complicated, John. You've got media critics condemning Chris, calling on CNN to take action. You have some colleagues here at CNN who were mad at Chris Cuomo for putting the network in a tough spot and wanted to see action. You also have a lot of viewers, though, who love Chris Cuomo and are now ticked off that he's off the air and they want to see him back. So there's a mixture of uh, relief, disappointment. It's a complicated situation. I think the bottom line is that Cuomo is on the bench for now. We're heading into a holiday season. I think it's possible he will be on the bench for several weeks. It's possible he'll be back in January. Uh, But I think what's going to happen now here at CNN is a more thorough review of the New York Attorney General's document dump in order to find out more about what happened. Now, first of all, you don't need a more thorough review of the document dump. I mean, the information was there. It wasn't honestly that much information about Chris Cuomo. Uh, There were some and a bunch of text messages, but everyone knows what that is. Um, It wasn't about that, of course, as we've already covered. But let me like you saw what Brian Stelter is doing there. I mean, that's a very pro Chris Cuomo version of that story. Okay, he's going to be back in a few weeks. Look, it's basically an extended Christmas vacation. You know, give him some time to go to the go to the breakfast with Santa with his kids. Okay. So you have that from just a few days ago. Then he gets fired. And now listen to Brian Stelter from this weekend post-firing. This is about a confluence of factors, about a series of headaches that seemed like they were never going to end. I said on the air last night when the news broke, this seems like a case of death by a thousand cuts. And my reporting sense backs that assessment up. This was about not any single headache, but many headaches that continued to pile up. Mm. Uh, it's, that's a fascinating, that's a fascinating tale there. I mean, it seems to be almost two completely different stories, uh, but that's what we got from uh, Brian Stelter. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, this is now getting ugly, really ugly. Um, 
one of the things that CNN wants to push out there is that they didn't know about this. They didn't know what was going on. This is new information. They're very surprised. Well, a news statement from Cuomo um, is reported that he's thrown his uh, longtime ally, Jeff Zucker, under the bus while insisting the journalist has the highest level of admiration and respect for him. They were widely known to be extremely close and in regular contact, including about the details of Mr. Cuomo's support for his brother. There were no secrets about this, as other individuals besides Mr. Cuomo can attest. Hmm. CNN then fired back and said he has made, talking about Cuomo, he's made a number of accusations that are patently false. They told the Wall Street Journal, this reinforces why he was terminated for violating our standards and practices, as well as his lack of candor. This is going to get very, very ugly here, which is exactly what is deserved in this particular situation. Um, Janice Dean, our friend Janice Dean, uh, had a, uh, a, a column about this, and she went through uh, her, her kind of history here. And it's interesting how the, the new accuser, uh, this is the case, this is also the case with one of the uh, big Andrew Cuomo accusers that really pushed that story over the edge. There's this idea of watching the hypocrisy spill out of your television that makes a big difference. And it seemingly brings these people um, uh, who are who've had problems with Cuomo uh, out in the open and want them to tell their stories. Janice Dean points that out. She says this was the tipping point. Thousands of seniors were dying in New York nursing homes where staff could not turn away or test incoming infected patients. We were all quarantined and couldn't have wakes or funerals for my husband's parents after they tragically died in their long-term care facilities. Yet these two clowns, Governor Andrew Cuomo and his brother, CNN anchor Chris Cuomo, were yucking it up on cable television. And I'm so grateful it happened because it really did change how this went. And that was in May, I think May 17th or so of 2020. Uh, you know, that was pretty early on in this. I went back and looked at our first show on Andrew Cuomo. And I remember even in the conservative sphere being really against the grain at this point, there was a lot of people who were saying, oh, look, Cuomo, he's doing a good job of these press conferences. He's calming people down. He was an 80 percent approval candidate uh, rating kind of guy. He was a guy who was being talked about as replacing Joe Biden because of the amazing work he was doing in in New York. I never understood that. I told you that from day one, um, and we were really clear about that the, on this program. Uh, it was Our first show was March 26th of 2020, where we went out and started telling the story about Andrew Cuomo and, and how the media hype about this guy is not matching up to the job he's doing. And we played the clips of him, and we talked about uh, all of this. This is before uh, even the, the nursing home directive even was, was in place. And, you know... I talk to you all the time about, hey, you know, subscribe to Blaze TV because we think we're trying or at least trying to do important work here. Um, and, you know, I will say that, you know, we certainly we're not alone in this effort. And, you know, Janice was very early in this and, and, and some others as well. Um, and eventually a lot of conservative media got on this bandwagon. And thank God they did because, we, you know, we couldn't do it alone. Who the hell are we? Um, but I will say that, you know, we definitely didn't do this alone. But we, we were able to help uh, give, I don't know. Hold the Cuomo's accountable a little bit. Hold these people who are incredibly powerful and basically got away with everything they ever wanted to in their entire lives. And finally, for once, somebody said something about it. And somebody said, hey, you know, this isn't okay. Look at what he's doing in this state. Look what he's doing to these people. You know, this has been a really 
long uh, journey. And when we started this, the Cuomos, both of them, were on top of the world, yucking it up on television. Uh, they were, you know, Andrew Cuomo is, is, is America's governor. Do you remember this era? It seems like so long ago. And it was only because you people decided to show up and watch this stupid show. And then we were able to put pressure on, 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 on them at some level and it was able to grow and grow. And, and eventually people decided to say, hey, wait a minute, maybe we don't just buy into this media BS. I'm glad that happened. And, you know, they started at the top of the world and now they're both unemployed. That is something that on March 26, 2020, I assure you, no one believed was possible. No one believed was possible. But it's important to understand that it's not the conservative media. It's not even this, this fantastic show you happen to be watching right now. It's not even you, the audience. We didn't do this. They did it. The Cuomos are reaping and reaping and reaping what the Cuomos have sown over and over again. And they both deserve every little bit of it. Well, we live in crazy, crazy times. Uh, You might be a little tired of rising taxes and increasing inflation and insane spending and stock market bubbles and all of that. If you don't want to spend your retirement watching your wealth waste away and your freedoms erode, you might want to look closely at the country of Panama. Now, White Sand Coastline, it's just a couple hours from Houston, uh, where every dollar in your savings account is worth like 10 times as much as it is here. Uh, Taxes are literally zero percent. Zero. They haven't had a financial crisis. They've been able to sort of get over a lot of these things. Even in 2008, they didn't have much trouble at all. It's been over 20 years since they've had anything, really. And you can live on a beach in total comfort and security on just $24,000 a year. Now, whether it's a vacation home, whether it's retiring, whether it's moving there, whatever you're thinking, if you've dreamed uh, of retiring on a beach, I mean, check it out. The past year, people uh, have really spent time looking for their dream life and kind of rethinking their priorities uh, in life. You know, a pandemic has a way of doing that for you. If that sounds like you, check out the American's Guide to Living and Retiring in Panama from Buy Panama Now. It's 100% free from our audience, for our audience, and it's available now at buypanamanow.com slash stew. Get your copy today, buypanamanow.com slash stew. It's buypanamanow.com slash stew. I am joined once again by Blaze resident media critic Rob Eno. Rob, thanks for coming on the program. Hey, thanks for having me on. Um, great to have you. Uh, we there's if there's ever a time for media criticism, I feel like we're <laughs> we're in prime time. Right? I almost wanted to just bring popcorn on the show because I am loving this back and forth between now CNN and Chris Cuomo. This is going to be entertaining for a while. Oh yeah, this is this is unreal. I mean. I'm shocked that Chris <laughs> Cuomo lied to somebody. Uh, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing about this, right? Like, Chris Cuomo would still have his job if he helped his brother. What, what the funny part is, is that he lied to Zucker, the, mm. the head of CNN. That's why he's out of a job. He's not out of, job beca- out of a job because he broke journalistic ethics um, or he did any of that. He's out of a job because he lied to Zucker. Now, I think they found something else. There's the allegations of sexual harassment that they're piling on to give a reason to, yeah. to fire him. But, but let, let's be honest. He, they've known that he helped his brother for ages. This is all because he lied to Zucker about it. And what, what made it even funnier 
is our, our friend Brian Stelter got on and just like became the boss's hatchet man. Yeah, it was interesting. Like, like just like, yes, sir, I'll do whatever you want, sir. Okay, sir. Yep, yep. We never really liked Chris. No, he was bad. We didn't like him. Yeah, let me So, go. no, I mean, that's basically what he did this week. That's, let me get your read on that, because I thought that was interesting, those back-to-back sort of clips we played you know, over the, the, the past couple weeks, where uh, first, Stelter is, well, he's going to be back probably in January, a few weeks off. Uh, it's the holidays. For, for, you know, give him some holiday time yeah. off. And then, like, immediately has now changed completely seeming from my perception is he's gone completely the other side of this and now it's like oh everyone always hated him here and we're glad he's gone like what what is going on there you really think it's just him playing the company line he's playing the company line yeah, yeah. He, he has no journalistic ethics i mean he has dan rather on to talk about <laughs> journalistic ethics i mean come on i mean J- brian stelter is a media cheerleader and he's someone who likes his job who's way above his talent level has one of the worst rated shows on cnn and obviously Zucker likes him, which is why he's on. So he's just going to toe the company line. He's always done it. It's weird because I can understand a role for a person like that to, co- to toe the company yeah. line. And I can understand separately a role for someone who's doing media criticism on your network. I don't understand it being the same person, though. Like, you know, Jake Tapper came out and said something really strong against Cuomo months and months and months ago. Right. Because he didn't care, right, about what the repercussions were inside. He just said, screw it. I mean, this is no, no other journalist would, would think this is appropriate. And that was in, I think, May. Right. Uh, like, I don't understand why, why Stelter seemed to be, to like, almost like guarding of Cuomo that entire period. And now when he's gone, it's just like, you know, open the floodgates. Right, because he was supposed to be that for the boss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, look at, if you look at Stelter's career, I know we're, we're, we're delving into Stelter, but if you look at Stelter's career, he started out like in his basement. Oh, yeah. Blogging about news at, when he was in his teens. Mm-hmm. And he got, you know, he, he is somebody that's always idolized media figures, which is really weird why he's a media critic. Because he's more of a media reporter, a media cheerleader, hmm. um, you know, someone but that not, loves the media. He's not an overall media cheerleader. Oh, like, no, on no, Fox no. News, he's, he never says well, one that, word that's positive. Well, that's because they're not the media yeah. to, to see. Yeah, that. maybe that's it. Yeah. I just like again, if you're going to employ someone like Stelter, that's fine. Like even if you don't listen to a word he says, you need he's his role is to be critical of you when you're screwing up. There's no ombudsman. You could ignore him. Yeah, you could. There, there, yeah. there used to be an ombudsman at Fox News. There used to be mm-hmm. an ombudsman at the New York Times. An ombudsman is somebody yeah. that that. For for the re, for the viewers, the ombudsman is somebody that works at your company that takes the side of the viewers or the side of the readers and takes your network and to takes task your if network needed. to task if needed. Um, and you know that could be Stelter, but it's not because he likes his paycheck. That's it's a really yeah. it's a very strange one. That's I, 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 a that's a whole thing. So uh, it does because of this, right? Because of the way it's gone down. Because I think it, correctly, as you point out. They're firing just for lying to Zucker more than anything right. else. Um, and more like the embarrassment I think Zucker is dealing with and, and CNN in general. There's, is there any way to give credit to CNN here? Do we look at this and say, hey, this is the move in the right direction? No, I don't think so. I think no. this is they, they did something because the boss was angry. If, if, if Cuomo would have told him, yeah, I helped my brother. This is what I did. I did X, Y, Z. I did this, this and this. He would have said, OK, you get like three months off. You're, you know, you get a tubin. Yeah. Uh, for Tubin. <laughs> right, right. You get a Tubin yeah. for Tubin. Yeah. We're going to do a sit job. Your longstanding thing. But he lied to him. This is all personal, paternalis, you know, yeah. 
alpha man versus alpha man. That, that's what this is. So what's the future here? Because it, it definitely seems like, judging by Chris Cuomo's comments, he's setting up a lawsuit here, it seems like, against CNN. CNN is now gone full-fledged on the offensive against him. This is going to get really ugly. Oh, yeah. This will get really ugly until they settle it out of court. Yeah. And then they have yeah. I mean, I was on the Cuomo Bridge last weekend or two weeks ago. It's not the Tappan Z anymore. It's the Mario Cuomo Bridge. Uh, That's what I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see, like, like Andrew Cuomo named it after his dad while he was the governor. Yeah. How long that's going to remain the Cuomo Bridge or if they're just going to call it the Tappan Z Bridge. Tish which James might make everybody. that part of her platform. Yeah. Uh, we're renaming that bridge. I was born right next to that bridge. In Nyack? Wow. I was in, I'm on the, uh, in near uh, Terrytown, New York. Yeah, so, um, was, um, so was our, uh, our Blaze writer, um, Chris Pandolfo. Oh, really? He, oh. he grew up, I think, in Nyack. Oh, really? So yeah. right around there. Yeah. I mean, that bridge is part of my life. Like, it's part of my history. The fact that it's named Mario Cuomo Bridge right now is infuriating. That has nothing to do with the news or the audience. <laughs> it's only a personal <laughs> thing to me, but I had to bring it up. Okay, uh, let's, let's go down uh, a little bit south in New York, and we'll find uh, the, the city where, uh, I mean, you wouldn't expect Bill de Blasio to just go quietly. Right? No, not, not quietly into the night. No, no of course no, no. not. Number one, it appears he's running for governor, and he's the only one who wants him to run for governor. He's like in like 10th place already. <laughs> uh, so we'll leave that aside for a second. He wants to kind of going out the door. He's going to turn a private business vax mandate over on the people with like a week before he leaves office. I mean, this is completely insane. And it's not going to happen because what will happen is there'll be a lawsuit and the lawsuit will have a stay for a week. And the new mayor, who's uh, kind of a closet Republican, I think he's been a Republican before. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, he, he's been a Republican before. He was like high up a captain in the police department. Like, like he quasi closet Republican. He is not the woke mm -hmm. crazy man. No, no defund the police. No defund guy. the police. Right. No, like, yeah, no socialism. None of that, you know, old school party boss, Democrat mm -hmm. um, would have probably run as a Republican if he thought he could win as a Republican. Mm. Um, one of those like, you know, we have them here in Texas. We've got Democrats who run as Republicans because it's easy to win mm -hmm. up in the Northeast. They have Republicans that run as Democrats. I mean, that's what I think this guy is. Mm. Um, I don't think he upholds the vaccine mandate. It's just all show. It's just it, and it's and it's weird. I was up in the Northeast. Right. I went back to go see my parents who live in Jersey now I'm from New England. I went into Boston. Um, no mask mandates anywhere in the state of Massachusetts, except in restaurants in the city of Boston. And I went in and like, there, there's this uh, Italian sub place that makes the best prosciutto, mozzarella, tomato and basil mm -hmm. sub on the face of the earth. Tutto mm -hmm. Italiano shout out. It's in Reedville mm. in Hyde Park. Went there and um, they were like, no, we, we need you to put a mask on. I'm like, what? Like I, everywhere I've gone that yeah. has a mask sign, I never wear it. Right. No. But my buddies are like, no, like the. The Board of Health in Boston is randomly walking into restaurants and shutting them down if people aren't wearing masks, Jeez. if they're not forcing them to wear masks. So I'm like, you know what? I drove 1,800 miles for the sandwich. I'm going to put a mask on because I'm going to get my favorite sandwich in the world. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's just, it's the Northeast. I mean, it's, it's just it is. crazy town. Though I do have friends who live in, in, in New York City um, where they have a vaccine mandate for indoor dining um, uh, and mask mandates all over the place. Yeah. And they tell me that, look, it's there. And it's not, sometimes you walk into places and they make you put it on. Sometimes you walk into places and they ask you about the vaccine. 
But generally speaking, oh yeah, no, no, nothing, no, yeah. it's not even happening in these areas. I was in Chicago this summer, and uh, I mean, we were in indoor bars. Nobody's wearing masks. I actually stumbled into, stumbled is probably the right word, uh, stumbled into <laughs> a uh, dueling piano bar at one point. Now, here, this is like the least COVID-friendly activity on the planet. Everybody's singing loudly. Right. Everybody's hammered. It's, you're inside, no ventilation, second floor of this bar by Wrigley Field. Uh, you know, after a baseball a day of baseball, <laughs> it's the worst possible thing. Not one person wearing a mask in the entire. No, and this is Lori Lightfoot's Chicago. Yeah, I mean, in most places they're not doing it. Yeah. That's why I was surprised that these. I mean, these the, the owners of this place. Um, I, I think have like Trump stickers on the back of their. I mean, they're they're old school Sicilians. They are not woke people. Mm. Um, and. I think it's just that they have to do it because they've got roving bands of health inspectors. Yeah, you got to keep your business running open. around. You got to keep your business open. I felt bad. New Jersey, other crazy stuff. New Jersey, you have to ask for a straw now in New Jersey. If you go to like a gas station to get a cup of soda, this happened, I guess, November first. Oh my god! You have to ask them proactively for a straw. <sighs> This is a little bit off topic. It's going a little bit out of yeah, where sorry. I wanted to go. But no, no, yeah. no I want to hit you. But it's all the same crazy. Yeah, no, no, I want to hit you on this point because I think this is something somewhat new in our society. The straw thing is a great example of it. The mask thing is another example of it. There, there was a time where you might think straws were a real problem in the environment. And then the 57,000 articles came out disproving this and showing it was a myth, a, a statistic literally from a school child who came up with this idea because he made a few phone calls to straw companies. Um, the masks, like, yes, okay, March and April, when they were telling us we didn't need them, maybe at some point it was okay to think maybe it would be a good idea. But we've had enough science here. We've now seen this happen. We've been, we're 18 months into this thing. And these things keep going on. And I feel like a while ago, years ago, back when, you know, in the day, there was a time where something would happen, people might think it was true, and then the information would come out and people would change their minds. That no longer seems to be the case in our society. They just stay on the same side. Russia was a huge scandal, and yes, of course, all these reports came out and showed it was a, it was a hoax, but they're just sticking with it. Right. And like, there's no longer an ability for our country to look at information and say, wow, I guess our side was wrong on that. That's just gone. Right, it's, 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 it's the vaccine stuff, right? Oh, the vaccines work. They're, they're great. They do anything. Oh, wait, maybe they don't stop. You know, you get Bill mm -hmm. Gates out. Well, they don't really stop transmission. Right. <laughs> right. And then everybody's like, no, 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 they stop transmission. It's all the unvaccinated <laughs> that are killing everybody. I'm, and it's like, no. No one leaves their side. Like, right. no matter yeah. what, like, I mean, look, I think the vaccines have done some good things, especially for, you know, people who are older and infirmed. On the other side of that, they haven't been perfect. And like, it's okay to recognize that. Like there, there's a time in which we would all just look at this information yeah. and not make it this big cultural battle, just try to figure it out. And I, I, like, I don't know how a society continues when we don't even attempt to do that anymore. That's yeah, scary. It, 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 yeah, it's, it absolutely is scary. Nobody has any, everybody's so rigid and they're in their spot and yeah. they don't want to change. Even when presented with, you know, overwhelming facts. Yeah. They just don't want to change. Yeah, and that's why I think we just go down these roads too too far. Like, there's no reason for Anthony Fauci to be on television. Like, I, this is my big jihad on this right now. And that, like, Fauci, maybe at one point, people respected him and they wanted to hear what he had to say. Mm. Now, Democrats are just going to take every word he says and follow it 100%, and Republicans are not going to listen to him, and it's over. 
He, he's lost yeah. his utility in our society. I hate to say it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tony. But it's yeah. over, right? Like, you, he makes no impact except that Republicans look at him and wait for him to say something they don't like and then make a big deal about it. And Democrats look for whoever, whatever that reaction is so they can make fun of the Republican. And there's just nothing. There's no, there's no value left, Rob. Not at all. <laughs> okay. You're like, you're right. You're I don't right. know what to tell you. I'm not going to talk right. you off this ledge. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we leave, uh, the merch war is going on right now. Yes. Uh, we are, you know, stewdoesmerch.com is a place you should go. You should use the code stew20 to save 20% off of that merch. I don't know how this merch war got started, but I will say, I mean, I, I had to try to fight it. You can't start a war. You can't always start. You can't always pick if you're going to start a war. Right. Sometimes people started against you. I think Chad started the war. That seems like that. that it's a that Chad would be the thing. Yeah. It does seem like. I think Chad was like, do. "There's a war," and then there was. <laughs> so um, what? What is going on? So, with the war? so I, I can't give real numbers because if I gave like real numbers, okay. we might make the Daily Wire feel bad about themselves <laughs> based on the amount of merch that oh, we're selling. Okay. Yeah. You know, there we, we need you to sell more. We need you to buy more. Mm-hmm. But um, so this, this is it right here. We've got oh Sarah is kicking your butt. <laughs> Like she's got forty nine percent, which is almost wow. as much as the other three of you together. That's the she's got half the market share. Half the market share. I mean, this doesn't include Glenn and, and the other ones. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, because Glenn's like here and, and this. Well, the, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's Glenn. He's Glenn. Um, but then we got Stu at twenty two percent, Steve, Dace mm-hmm. at eighteen, and then the person that started the war is wow. finishing it is down at eleven. <laughs> so that that's that's and this is mm. of using the code. So make sure that. Don't just go to Stu Does Merch and use the Empty Shelves Joe code for 20% off. Mm-hmm. Use the Stu 20 code mm-hmm. to make sure that Stu gets credit. I mean, there might be people doing that. I made a terrible mistake. I was on, uh, and I had Sarah on this show, and I was on her show, and I said, just go to studosmerch.com, and then you can use whatever code you want. You can use Sarah, Sarah 20. And I think I lost some sales. I think that's the whole thing. You probably, that, that, that might be what it is. <laughs> I'd like to believe that. Uh, also, I will say, I don't know if you noticed this, I'm on the show with Glenn. So I get credit for all that, too. So there you go. There you go. I'm winning the merch <laughs> war once again. Rob, you know, a media critic. And, uh, of course, uh, I guess, uh, I mean, you're like the general in the merch war. You're like overseeing. Uh, I, I, I help you're run the merch the pieces shop. around I the board. I the email. I do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, of As course. Steve Day says, I got too many jobs, man. Yes. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, Rob. Appreciate Thank it. You. Friday, December 17th is the day. Go to YouTube.com slash Stu Does America. Subscribe there. Hit the bell. Do all the things because the Stu Does America Christmas Party Power Hour is coming up on Friday, December 17th. Airs at 9 p.m. Eastern on uh, YouTube. Make sure to check it out there. So confirmed for the Power Hour. Chad Prather, we told you about that. Jason Buttrell will be there as well. Um, Sarah Gonzalez is now confirmed. Uh, as well. She will be there for the Power Hour. The gang is back, including a second appearance for half-Asian lawyer Bill Richmond. Yes! This is going to be a lot of fun. And I would be remiss if I did not mention potentially the highest profile guest of the evening, my wife, Lisa Page, will be here as well. Now, I've, I've had drinks with Lisa over the years, um, and I will say this. Uh, anything past two glasses of wine... Uh, is pretty much a foreign experience for her. Uh, I think it's happened three times in our marriage, which is now, uh, you know, I mean, geez, we're going back, uh, coming up on 20 years soon, okay? So it's not common. Uh, She is not going to drink probably any beer. 
<laughs> I will, but that may make it more entertaining. Uh, first of all, uh, she's got plenty of energy, never, never a problem. She does not need the alcohol to get in the bloodstream to get her going. Um, and secondly, her sober and all of us hammered as she makes fun of both myself and Chad Prather, who she works with, uh, it should be pretty entertaining. So uh, check it out. It is December 17th, 9 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash America. You can go to powerhoursurvivor.com and get your gear. Uh, if you can survive the Power Hour, we would love you to do it along with us. Um, and if you uh, can, go to stewdoespowerhour.com. There you can RSVP for the event. We're going to be giving away stuff to people who have RSVP'd to the event in advance. I don't know exactly how it works, but you, you do. You're, you're a lot smarter than I am. So go check it out there. StuDoesPowerHour.com. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. It's called a Built Bar. Yes, Built Bar, they've got all the holiday goodness you need. We're talking about real chocolate. We're talking about uh, all the stats that you want from a protein bar. You know, high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, low in fat, all of that stuff. But it actually tastes good. And now they're getting, I mean, really, Built Bars are taking over the world. Have you, have you been seeing them in stores? You can see that. I mean, they're all over the place now. Mint brownie, raspberry, cherry, double chocolate. I saw the puffs. Uh, they have these puffs that are kind of like more like marshmallowy sort of texture, a little bit different than the normal Built Bars, but still have lots of protein. My daughter loves these things. You know, she, she, that's how she gets her protein every morning uh, is with a Built Bar. Built Bar's healthy, delicious. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code STU15. Get 15% off your order. Why wouldn't you want to save 15%? The promo code is STU15 for 15% off at built.com. It's built.com, promo code STU15. Let me set the scene of what's about to happen in Georgia, because it's going to be crazy. Um, first of all, you have Stacey Abrams, who's running for governor. I don't imagine she's going to see a serious challenger on the Democratic side. However, on the Republican side, you have Brian Kemp. Now, Kemp who was, you know, was a pretty popular governor and seemed to be, you know, after defeating Abrams, even though she never admits that, uh, was seemingly doing okay. And then the whole election thing happened in 2020, and then a, a big chunk of the base now can't stand the guy. So you thought you'd see a challenger on the right. What the GOP worried about was they might get a sort of, a, I don't know how to, a, a candidate that was too Trumpy, right? They didn't want like, you know, uh, they didn't want, um, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, one of these like, they don't want Steve Bannon running, right? Like they didn't want that type of candidate to come in because they thought they might lose. So, and they knew that obviously Trump was going to endorse someone on the other side of that battle. It was not going to be Kemp. He hates Kemp. So who's it going to be? Well, now... I don't know if this is strategy. I don't know if this just came together. But now David Perdue, the former senator from Georgia, is going to be running for governor. And Trump has quickly jumped in and endorsed um, uh, Perdue. Now, Perdue has a real possibility of beating Kemp in this primary. And it also kind of soothes the worries of the GOP officials because Purdue is a pretty, you know, standard Republican. He's not going to he's not going to give you, uh, you know, lots and lots of bad, uh, you know, quotes and and issues like that that might sink a campaign against Stacey Abrams. I don't think Stacey Abrams has a chance to win in 2022 Georgia, but we will uh, we'll see how that goes and we'll keep you updated if anybody else jumps into the race. Back in a second.
have to break some bad news to my kids. Uh, you're not going to college. Uh, probably no Christmas this year because all the Cuomos keep getting fired and I can't sell any more mugs. Uh, Andrew Cuomo is awful. Chris Cuomo is worse. Those mugs are still available. And you know what? It's a it's a fire sale right now going on at andrewcuomoisawful.com and chriscuomoisworse.com. A great gift for anyone who hates the Cuomos. The set is, is beautiful. You can get it at stewdoesmerch.com. The code is stew20. Save 20%. We'll see you tomorrow.